1: Of the PFF NFL daily finishing up day two of free agency, and Sam and I will come at you with our favorite picks, staying positive here after two days of free agency. So I'll start with you, Sam. We'll go back and forth some of our favorite moves overall. They could be picks, they could be trades, whatever it is. What do you like so far from free agency?
0: Yeah, I got a few that I like. One, Tim Settle, uh, nose tackle, going to the Buffalo Bills for two years, $9 million. I think that's a great move for Buffalo. Um, they needed to get stronger up the middle. They bring in a big-bodied run-stuffing specialist and a guy who was like buried on Washington's defensive depth chart. He's basically never really played more than 300 snaps in a season because Washington had so many bodies on that defensive line. But he's played well in his time there. So I think in an, in an expanded role – In Buffalo, he will be a much better player than he was for Washington. Even if he isn't, he significantly upgrades their run defense. So I'm all for that one. That's my first one. Tim
1: Settle, uh, guys like him have me rethinking the idea of age in the draft. Everybody wants like the youngest player. But guys like Settle coming out of Virginia Tech, he was young. He had developing to do. He started to get there. But now Washington doesn't get to see that payoff, right? The bills get to and, and not for crazy money. So I agree. Adding some good depth there. Uh, Look, a lot of people that have listened to all of our previews, you know, fixing every team in five minutes have, have pointed out that every team needs guards. So this is where you get the guard talk here, Sam. We spend all season just talking about QBs, but here in March, every guard move moves the needle. So I like the teams that had offensive line issues signing guards. I'll start with the Carolina Panthers. Austin Corbett comes over from the Los Angeles Rams. He was one of those third year breakout offensive lineman who's continued to just play good solid ball these last couple seasons panthers have a massive need on the offensive line so adding corbett is a is another great step in the right direction and a lot of these guards are making that seven to ten million dollar range which is reasonable when you're getting above average play so i think corbett definitely upgrades the panthers in in a much needed spot
0: yeah, the Panthers obviously their offensive line needed a ton of work. I, I think Corbett's a good fit for them. I like that that move as well. I think there's a lot of these teams that have signed like one guard, right? And it's been yeah, it's yeah. a nice move. Uh, you you have a lot more work to be done. Like Cincinnati, have made multiple moves. They're they're well underway. Teams like Carolina, like Pittsburgh, you know, you brought in one player that's a definite upgrade. I know Pittsburgh have made some other moves as well, but I'm less enamored by them. The one I'll stick with their guard theme though. Connor Williams to Miami. Connor Williams is one of the most unnecessarily cracked upon players in the NFL by his own fan base, right? Dallas fans hate the guy for no good reason other than he was sandwiched between all pros for a lot of his career. Um, he's not an all pro. He had a ton of penalties last year, right? 17 of them. You'll find 14, a number that a lot of people use, but he had 17 penalties, 14 of which were accepted. So there were three decline penalties in there as well that won't show you're not, up. You're
1: not selling them right now. You're not doing a good job of selling them. Okay, go but ahead. But
0: despite that, his grade was still pretty good. And by the way, the 17 penalties were 11 more than he's had in any other season of his career. So he's probably not going to do that again would be here's my who, main point.
1: Here's who we graded better than. At 75.2 overall, graded better than Brandon Scherf, who was the top guard on the market, made a lot more money than him. Um, Scherf has a better track record. Right and projects better going forward. But Connor Williams, in this one season, graded at 11th among guards last year.
0: Yeah, and and look, he's a better player than people give him credit for. Just because he loses sometimes doesn't mean he's a bad player. You need to have some understanding of the context, and Connor Williams would upgrade 20, 25 teams in the NFL in terms of a guard position, and Miami is certainly one of them. Uh, literally one of
1: those players who has gotten better every year. You know, you hear that, you know, that hyperbole before, but we could actually track it. Connor Williams, grade has gotten better every single season. So coming off a career high, 75.2 grade. And the penalties, that's more of an anomaly. He only had 16 in his career heading into last year before he had the 17. All right, you stole one of mine with Connor Williams. So I love that for Miami. Uh, The other guard, it's a guard slash center, James Daniels, uh, going to Pittsburgh, another guy that has... Not necessarily gotten better every single season, but he's also still young, kind of like the Tim Settle thing. I think when you're looking at free agents, you want to get guys that are on the younger side that have shown some improvement. We've seen that with James Daniels. I think he's an excellent zone run blocker. So I think part of James Daniels and and my liking him in free agency was going to be scheme fit. Pittsburgh's now made multiple moves on the offensive line, bringing back a core for it, right tackle, bringing in Mason Cole. Um, But I think James Daniels the best move there And they have some flexibility there The guy can play center, did that in college He's played guard for the Bears, been back and forth They didn't love Kendrick Green at center last year They could move Green to guard Daniels to center, they could have Mason Cole play center They have a lot of flexibility there But Daniels, best football might be ahead of him So I really like that move by the Steelers
0: Yeah, and he's a guy that's been jerked around a little bit in terms of never being given one position to settle in. Interestingly, his grades in the NFL have been a lot better at guard than they have been at center. They've been about 71 at either guard spot and 63, something like that, playing center, despite the fact that I know a lot of people think center will be his best position at some point going forward. So, you know, the Steelers are going to have training camp preseason to do a little bit of juggling on that offensive line and figure out what the best combination of those guys is. But in theory, I think James Daniels should allow them at least one upgrade somewhere along that line. So I'm with you. I like that move as well. My next one, I'm going to put two of them together because they're both the same team. Um, Tampa Bay bring in Russell Gage, wide receiver, for three years, $30 million, and then trading for Shaq Mason, another guard, for a fifth-round pick? Like yeah. Tom Brady, forget greatest quarterback of all time, forget shooting for an MVP, the dude is working on executive of the year honors over here as well. Like that move for Shaq Mason is a freaking steal. And Russell Gage, Russell Gage might be a better player than Christian Kirk, right? He's had more yards per route run each of the last two seasons. I think he wins in more ways than Christian Kirk. He might not have a couple of Kirk's trump cards, but I would say he's a better receiver and he's gone for like half the money.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, the Gage fit, for the Bucks, chris godwin's coming off that acl injury cage is one of those guys who probably does his best work from the slot but can win outside a lot like a chris godwin so you have chris godwin insurance but also when godwin comes back like the bucks have had in the past you have that flexibility if they want to use tight splits use both of them uh essentially as slot type of receivers with mike evans on the outside uh we'll see if Gronk ends up coming back we'll see if brady really wins executive of the year he's got to convince Gronk to come back to earn that again But the Shaq Mason one, I mean, that is an absolute steal, right? I mean, you're going to pay the money. The Patriots wanted to get rid of some salary. So presumably there's a move on the back of this for New England. But if you're the Bucs, you're not going to find a better option, right? They're sitting there with two major holes at guard. You want to do everything you can to not go into the draft and just, you know, pray that you find another rookie that's as good as Tristan Wurfs a couple years ago. So filling that spot with a Shaq Mason for just a fifth rounder, plus the salary, but just a fifth rounder. Right. Huge steal for the box.
0: The only two guards in the NFL with a better grade last season were Joe Batonio and Zach Martin, the All-Pro guards, right? So Shaq Mason is essentially second-team All-Pro, but he's he's the he's as good as it gets outside of those guys. Phenomenal run blocker—that's always been his forte, dating back to college when he was in that Georgia Tech um, triple-option offense with the four-point stance, and he could just fire off and bulldoze people. But he's become. You know an all-round very good player and absolutely like if you're able to get him for a fifth rounder like you're not finding a fifth round pick in the draft that's going to come in and give you second team all pro caliber play so like brady's looking at that and going like sweet this is perfect
1: i, I you stole one of mine with uh with connor williams i just want to wrap up mine with um i like overall what the jets are doing i have other teams as well i think the jets for all the cap space that they have the draft capital adding C.J. Ozama to be the starting tight ends now, you know, another weapon for Zach Wilson. They bring back Braxton Berrios um, for not crazy money. They bring in Lakin Tomlinson to play guard. It's a good scheme fit there. D.J. Reed's going to make three years, uh, $33 million over three years at corner, but he's an excellent player who uh, fits the scheme. Uh, For Robert Sala, we just saw, you know, him excel uh, Reed in, in Seattle, and then Jordan Whitehead coming in to play safety. So I think the Jets had a lot of needs, and they've started to tick off a lot of those needs throughout free agency, which is what you do, right? You tick off the needs, you get some good solid players in there, and then you try to hit home runs in the draft. And I think the Jets are setting themselves up to be able to just continue to take the best players in the draft with a lot of draft capital.
0: yeah, I agree. I think they've done a good job. Another team I think has done a decent job is the Denver Broncos. um obviously, Russell Wilson was like the big splash move that they made. Part of the Russell Wilson trade was shipping out Shelby Harris, right? who's been a very underrated important player for them in the middle of that defense they've gone some way to patching that back up by grabbing dj jones in free agency they brought him over and they were the team that pounced on the dallas fumble with randy gregory and snapped him up for the same contract essentially right and that randy gregory contract okay there's risk attached to it right we know that randy gregory has been suspended a lot in the nfl and has missed a lot of time his sample size of being elite is very short it's 15 snaps total of which 700 750 have been really good but those 750 snaps have been like genuinely elite as a pass rusher and he's young he's in his prime the the guaranteed money is only 28 million in theory that's an absolute steal for denver
1: yeah the afc west has been great we already we talked about the charges on yesterday's daily uh and how well they've done so obviously a lot of fun in the AFC West. They, You know, the Broncos and Chargers doing what they can to keep up with the Chiefs. All right, that's it for day two of free agency. We'll have much more on the PFF NFL Daily tomorrow and the next day and the next day. It's PFF NFL Daily.